I think everyone has this feeling of like, well, I'm super special and I'm really unique and it's gonna, nobody can help me because I'm in this one in a lifetime <laughs> position in life and business and blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. and then you read a business book from like the the 50s and yeah. you're like, dude, they, this is all the same stuff. It's people and it's, it's people and relationships and communication and sales and marketing. Like it's all the same. Before we jump into this episode, I want to give this conversation some context. Two episodes ago, as we were wrapping up the Nick Campbell podcast, he and I decided to keep rolling. The following is an edited version of us just asking each other business questions about our approaches to marketing, business model, strategy, and scalability of our platforms. If that's not your cup of tea, come back next week where I'll be talking to Joey Kornman. And now... Without further ado, let's get started. We're trying to solve more problems that affect everybody uh, and trying to focus on those things and then relying on more heavy duty training to really teach some of the more technical stuff. Yeah. So, you know, things like design, typography, even business stuff for freelancers. And I know you do a lot of this stuff too. Design, uh, you know, giving people some sort of basic skill set so they can walk into a negotiation and not be blindsided or not have that feeling of like, I'll take whatever because I'm just happy to do this. Right. Um, so th those are the things we've been focusing a lot more on. Mm -hmm. um, and like I said, during the, the last conversation too, our audience is changing. So when it was oh. all basically just other people like me that were interested in 3D and we're all learning this together, there was this really great feeling of like, we're all in this together, we're all learning together and we're all going to share it. And in a lot of ways, we still have that. But now as Cinema 4D and, and the whole industry because becomes more uh, <clears throat> robust and much more splintered and also um, much more grown up, right? Like yeah. They have different needs. So we want to provide value at every level. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we have the beginners locked down. Right. We, we want to start to say, hey, you've been doing this for five, 10 years. Uh, let, let, let Chad here show you some of the things that he does that allows him to work five times faster. Right. I think that's the stuff we want to start focusing more on. The industry and your audience are maturing at the same time. So you're looking into the different life cycles and making, it's like the cradle to grave kind of thing, right? So you've been working on the cradle part. There's the middle age part and then there's the end of age and you're going to help them through the whole process. So now I love that you're getting into the business stuff. That's awesome. And, and there will probably be some kind of overlap. Uh, but that's really cool. And you're, you're teaching this whole other audience. I found it very interesting. Uh, this is just a confession here. I, I was a little surprised at your, at your structure, your business structure. I thought there would be a lot more support, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because that's how I operate. Now, uh, admittedly, there was a time when I, I knew how to, do, to use the tools. I still know how to use Photoshop and Illustrator, but that's kind of the extent of my knowledge. And so I'm for whatever reason, more reliant on other people making things happen. So my structure is very different. Yours looks pretty flat the way it is described. Mine is still kind of very hierarchical where I come in, I need writers to help translate what's in my brain because there's no tool for that. Hmm. You know, and then once it's been recorded, the guys record it and then they edit it and then SEO is done by a team and we go through that whole thing. So it looks very different. So it's kind of interesting to hear 
about how you describe things. And I talked to Joey too. Joey has a different structure too because he's not cranking out products like you. You know, so he has, we we make sure that the course is really good and then the rest of it's marketing because he, he, he'll pay for ads and then he, he knows his funnel really well. And he's doing an awesome job. Like he's going to tell me all his numbers because he's already told me and we talk numbers all the time. It's like, oh my God, that's how you're doing this and this is what you spent and that's how much it costs to convert and we get really super geeky, dorky about that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I think it is good that other people are experimenting with this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would, I actually find myself moving more into what, what it sounds like what you're doing as I realize how we could scale. Yeah. So when it, I, I think it's because you, and you correct me if I'm wrong, I know a little bit about the story. You had that mindset from the start, which is I want to build something big. I can't do it all. I need to hire people that can do this. And I... Um, maybe it was my upbringing. Maybe it was, I don't know. Maybe it's just being in the Midwest. I had this, like, I got to go do it mentality. And mostly cause I was excited to do it. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I, I get, I get to learn how email newsletters work and how to try to write better copy and how to make better images and how to learn cinema 40 and how to, you know, and, and you know, how to, uh, like figure out my taxes, like all this stuff, right? Like I was geeked and then slowly, you know, I would be like, why am I doing my own taxes? Right. This is ridiculous. Why? And and so now I'm, I'm moving much more into the mindset of how can I build a team that I can support them mm-hmm. and help them do their best work. And then and then I could focus on some of the bigger picture stuff um, that will allow me to go further in my career than if I do it all myself or even if I have to touch everything. Um, we talked about half res half res the event uh succeeds mostly because i keep my nose out of it (laughs) you know it's like i setting up events is not what i do well uh now i help with you know selling the tickets and i help help with the marketing a little bit and those things but the day that i get there there are things that are happening where i'm like i didn't even know this was happening and I, I feel kind of proud about that. Like, yeah. wow, this is really cool. And those are the parts of business that I uh, not only struggle with, but I'm, but am actively trying to learn. Mm. The like, don't touch it all. Don't touch, like just the act of not doing something is hard for me, mm-hmm. right? And so maybe that's a question for you. you. You feel like you've always had this, it sounds like you've always had this mentality of like, I wanna build a team and let them do it. Have you ever struggled with the like they're not doing it my way? Yes, for aspect sure. Aspect of this? Yeah, yeah. The idea of getting other people to do the things for you was inception in my brain uh, when I was in a junior high elementary school. And my older brother, who's four years older than I am, he gave me this book. And he's been a, a mentor of mine. I didn't realize it. It's like my second father in a way. He gave me this book and he said, you need to read this book. It's called The Great Brain, The Ventures of the Great Brain, written by John Fitzgerald, okay? And it comes from the point of view that John's older brother, Tom, always manipulated kids in a small rural town, okay? Like when, when you can buy a gumball for a penny or, and five cents would buy you a harmonica or something like that. And I just loved everything about it. Just like that to me was like America, you know? They would go fishing in the stream and all this kind of stuff. But what the great brain did was he concocted all these ways to get money from the kids. 
and he hired everybody to do the work. So one day he would like build a carnival or he would do a raffle. And that idea fascinated me. So I just emulated it. It's just like what you said, like, who are your heroes? You just do what they do and see how you compare. And so when it got around to doing design and art many, many years later, it's like, this is what I'm going to do. Maybe I'm lazy, whatever you want to call it. I just didn't want to necessarily do anything that many times over and over again. So I would just delegate. But the struggles come in when you also have like a high artistic bar that you're trying to hit. And this is through coaching. And I've worked with a business coach. And I was surprised that you didn't have a business coach. And I worked with one for over 10 years. And part of it was I would come in and it's like, oh, Kira, you know, they're not doing it right. It's like, I'm spending all night with them, all this kind of stuff. And we were literally staying up all night until the sun came up. Like I didn't go home. Didn't didn't sleep, didn't brush my teeth. It was like, that's how we did work. And he, he said, you know, the thing is, they will never do 100% of what you do. It's not possible. Otherwise, they would be you and they'd have their own company. And you trying to hold them to that standard is only going to drive you crazy and it's going to drive them crazy. What you need to do is figure out how far they can take it and to realize that if three of them produce 85% of the work that you do, it's 240% and not 100%. And mm-hmm. there's something to gain from that and he said and he gave me this book and the book was like how to delegate and i read it and it talked about the virtues of delegation so we think we're giving stuff away that's a negative i and the book talks about it that it's a net positive because when you share your process and parts of the puzzle you help people to grow so you're not giving stuff away you're helping them to gain Mm. and that's critical like there, this is not totally like mapping one-on-one here, but I was talking to one of uh, the people that I coached yesterday and they said, you know, there are projects that come in the door that don't meet, meet your minimum level engagement. She goes, right. I said, what do you do? She goes, I just get rid of them. So, well, why would you do that? Shouldn't you refer that to somebody else? Because every budget has somebody out there that it's a good fit. It's just not a good fit for you. And she talked to me about like, isn't that dishonest? Isn't that unethical? Isn't all these things? And how do I know they're going to do the work right? And am I passing off a client I don't want? I said, you know, that's really judging of you. And it's quite selfish and borderline arrogant. And let me tell you why. Because it's not good for you. It must be good for nobody. Well, that's pretty self-important, don't you think? There's people who would kill for the kinds of projects you're saying it's not good enough for me now. The old version of you would have wanted that. But this is a positive sign. You're growing. So hand the work down and don't worry about whether or not it turns out okay. Try to recommend good people and good clients, but they're adults. Because what you're doing is then you're patronizing them, saying, you know, you're infantilizing them, saying, well, you designer, this is how you do it, and I need to make sure. It's like, no, 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 you just introduce people, move on. So I kind of look at that internally, like, there's work. I'm going to give it to the team. I'm going to coach them as much as I can. But really, if they are able to do 80, 90% of what I'm doing, that's a beautiful thing. And they, they grow. And I love seeing that. That's how yeah, I overcome I, the whole, like, it's not my thing. I, I Just watching a lot of your videos, and I've actually learned a lot about this stuff just in the way that you communicate. You know, I, I think what you do really well is ask really good questions. And that seems to be a, a, a really good way to let them find out how how they would solve it rather than just tell them right like that's 
I think we're saying the same thing, but just telling somebody how yeah. you would do it is um, no fun for either of us. Uh, but the ability to say, hey, this is important to me, like, you know, the ability for us to do this elegantly, or let's say like it's a sales newsletter or something, the ability to ask for the sale, but without sounding like it's a spammy piece of email, it can be like a, a, a delicate thing, right? Like it's a little copywriting, it's a little bit of knowing our audience. So if that's the goal, setting somebody up for success means, okay, here's the goal, and how would you do it, you know? And it, let me know if you have questions or let me know if you get stuck. And I've been yeah. I've been approaching it uh, much more in that way these days. That's business management leadership. And I got that from the 101 business. I, I was already doing it, but then now I understand that the Harvard Business School teaches it this way too, is good managers, good leaders tell you what the goal is. They don't tell you how mm -hmm. to do it. They don't tell you how to get there. You, you, you rob people of their intelligence and their ability to work through the problem themselves. And then you're becoming a micromanager, and nobody wants that. So well, let, that's uh, a big part. Do you mind it. if I ask you a question? You can Chris? ask me anything. Uh, I don't. I don't want to break the 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 format here. But um, business coach. Okay, so yes. that that is awesome. That is something that has been in my mind actually for the last probably couple years. Um, I have some friends that own businesses, and they've been awesome mentors to me, and. Um, I definitely think there's a lot to learn there, but this whole idea of a coach introduces a new thing, which is um, a little bit more of a accountability, a little bit more structure, and a, almost like um, almost like a therapy too, where you get to talk about some of the things that you couldn't usually talk about with maybe your team or uh, even your family too, where it's just like, how do I just ask a question or see how other people do it or or just know that this isn't just me having this problem, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, how how did that work for you? Like how, how did you start, how did you know that you needed a business coach and how did you like it? Okay. Uh, entrepreneurship can be a lonely endeavor. If you involve your family, which I did, which is my wife, uh, we would bicker about stuff and it was killing me. It really was. You know, she'd have a way to do it. And you and I didn't start companies because we wanted somebody else to tell us what to do. We had the right to make the wrong decision, if you will. That's what my business coach taught me. And you can't very well pick up the phone and call Brand New School up or Imaginary Force and say, you guys, you know, you beat us on that bid. What'd you do differently? Because, you know, you're consistently kicking our butt. Like, what's going on? They're not going to tell you. The minute it sounds like that, they just hang up on you. It's a sign of weakness, right? So right. what you do is, and you do what I do, it's it's trial and error, and you make a lot of freaking mistakes, and you lose hundreds of thousands of dollars. You really do, and it's painful. And for me, it, it was serendip serendipitous. I'm having lunch with somebody talking about this business coach they're working with and how it's transformed their business. They, they doubled their income. The, my ears perked up. Like, I don't know what this magic voodoo thing that you're talking about, but I want some of that. Like how you said uh, you in our conversation... <laughs> It's like, I don't know what this is, but I'm going to try that. That sounds kind of freaky deaky, but let me do it. And it just so happened that that year we were pretty profitable. And I, I told my wife, I have no idea what this is. Let's hire a CPA. Let's hire a business coach. Don't spend all the money. Let's just spend it because this is the time to do it when when it, there's plenty and, and not when it's time of need because you won't you get really mm -hmm. conservative then. And so I, I meet with this man and we work and then I just feel like, and it's just weird to say this, but you, you have like that wise father figure in your life 
that understands the business dynamics and can relate to you and say things to you that you can hear. And that's important. So the style of coaching really is important. And I, I see a lot of similar similarities about how we both think and process the world. So the guy that I got was really just like would ask a few questions and, and it was very direct. Mm-hmm. And that was it wasn't like what uh, when I was seeing my therapist, she kind of takes a much longer route to get me to there. I'm like, can you just tell it to me straight? I'm a big boy. And I, can take I, it. I don't want to sit here <laughs> in a hundred sessions later, still working on the same problem because that's not progress to me. And, and, you know, I got as much as I could, but it was like, it wasn't a good fit for me. And so yeah, I, I have that mindset of like, yeah. I remember a friend told me is like that girl, man, that she's not right for you. And I was like, Oh, you're right. Like that was it. Yeah. And, and there's not, I, I, that is something I can do very well. So I feel like a business coach could, could do something like that and say, dude, you are going in too many directions or you're not going in enough or like whatever it is. And I, I really do feel like I would have the ability to go like, dude, he's right. It feels and, and, good to have somebody on your team whose only real objective is to help you grow in every way. Right. Yeah. And that has the answers who's been there. So when, when I first met him, he's kind of a big dude. He he, he like played, uh, I think he tried out for the Pittsburgh Steelers or something. You know, he's a big man and he's wow. older. And so I was like, who's this giant Santa Claus man coming into my office? Because you you don't fit like in the image in my mind, like a three-piece suit guy coming in, like a, a Hollywood agent telling me what to do. It was just having real conversations. And I remember the very first conversation we had, which was free because he just wanted to meet me and talk. He helped me to get out of a business deal that would have just been the biggest headache. I was going full speed ahead, partnering up with somebody to start another business that after asking me a few questions, I realized what a dumb decision. And I later on in life learned it through a book. It's the, the one of the seven laws of influence is the need to be consistent. Because I began a conversation with somebody about partnering, I felt the momentum and like I can't back out because I don't want to be inconsistent, heaven forbid. Even at my own peril, I'm going to be true to my word. And he mm. just gave me the permission and the clarity to know that it was a dumb deal. It was just going to be fraught with headaches. And basically, that's when he sealed the deal. Like, you're going to be my coach for a long time. I'm in. I, I got to go find that process. It seems like you kind of found it by accident. And I, I'm at the point where I'm like, how do I do that? Well, here's a, mm-hmm. here's a, here's a question. How, did, did he have to know? a lot about mm-hmm. your industry i feel like that's know, a very common uh, common thing uh you know I, I think everyone has this feeling of like well i'm super special and i'm really unique and it's gonna nobody can help me because i'm in this one <laughs> in a lifetime position in life and business and blah 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 and then yeah. and then you read a business book from like the the 50s and yeah. you're like dude they this is all the same stuff it's people and it's it's people and relationships and communication and sales and marketing like it's all the same Yep. all the same yep. so maybe i'm answering my own question but you are uh, but i'll but tell you what he told me and after we knew each other for a while he's a kid i love you you're very talented but you ain't that special okay <laughs> this is what he's saying to me and he said you all have the same freaking business every single one of you everybody down the street from down to the ocean all the way down you know into hollywood you all have the same business and all businesses are focused on two things sales and marketing and customer service. Yeah, you don't make tires. No, you don't tint windows, but that's just the act of it. So 
you have to understand how to do the sales part because without sales, there is no company. If you don't take care of the customers you have, you have no company. So those are the two things that everybody needs help on. Take better care of your customers and then let's learn how to sell in every aspect, whether it's outbound, inbound, whether it's a negotiation or using the power of charisma or whatever to make sure that you close the deal. So yeah, he he worked um, with other clients, but not one that was specifically in the motion design space. Mm. He had a camera equipment rental guy. He had a person who did live music for like A-level celebrities. He had a couple other clients, but it wasn't in, in our industry, but it didn't matter because business is business. And now that I'm working as a consultant and coach myself, it's true. I don't need to know your whole life story. I don't need to know the peculiars mm-hmm. of every little detail. Actually, you don't want me to know because it's going to be very expensive for you to teach me that. I'm going to zero in on the problem and I'm going to ask you a few questions. And if I do my job right, you will have the answer, not me. Yeah. You know what yeah. to do. Dude, that's great. So you can find somebody. I think you need to find somebody that um, you gel with, that can give it to you straight, that has the time for you and can work around your your time and has a style that you, you feel is like not too crazy hard, but not a softy because you don't need that either. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I got to look that out. I, I just feel like Googling it is the wrong no, way to do it. No, I, don't do that. I just, I, I got to go reach out maybe to some... I could think of some people I could reach out to and just say, do you know somebody that does this? Yeah. And then, and then, like you said, get the first call or whatever, go in and see if we, see if it meshes. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's right. Well, I want to talk some business stuff and I'll tell you my numbers. You don't have to tell me your numbers, but we're doing some pretty exciting things. And every month now we're breaking new sales records. And it's easy for me to say, because when it's a very small number, it's easy to break, you know? So I think- <laughs> right. Last month, I think we did twenty-three dollars or $24,000 in sales. And I'm super excited about that. And this month, we're already up to twenty-two, And we still got another you know, solid run here. So every month, we're doing better. And we're breaking all our records. Historically speaking, uh, Black Friday has been our strongest sales month. And now we're just killing it. This is a non-promotion, non-sale, just straight up. And we're diversifying our products. And things are just moving. And the community is just jumping in. It's wonderful to see, and I, I am thrilled. So my my business plan, and my wife talked about this, is we are a startup, and startups are not concerned about profit. Startups are concerned about scale and growing the audience. So it's it's amazing sometimes my wife will say, you know, honey, just spend all the money. It's okay. And sometimes somebody just needs That's to great. tell you that, like, because I'm a, I'm a business person. I'm supposed to run this for a profit. I don't want to be a charity. And with that, I'm like, okay, I got the blessings from the Holy Mother. Let's do this, right? And so if we project that we're going to do somewhere between, uh, it, it's hard to say, but a quarter million to half a million, and we're just babies in this space. I know I, I know, Joey and Ash are just doing 4X that easily, right? And so yep. we're just looking like, okay, we, we got a lot of catching up to do, but we're, we're gaining. And I'm all about like, what does that curve look like, that growth curve? And so that's what we're just plugging away on. And we're, we're coming up with more products and producing videos more consistently and growing the team. So my team looks like this. I have a full-time editor. I got a swing guy, which will do editing, videography, and just all-around stuff. I got a part-time cinematographer editor. I've hired my first full-time graphic designer just to make content for the future. And wow. she's coming on next month. And uh, I interviewed somebody, and she's starting, and she's going to write for me, and she's going to work part-time. 
hopefully if it all works out and when she graduates uh, in a couple of months, we'll hire her and she'll be a full-time writer for us and we're just going to crank. Dude. So I'll, got I'll be people, there. man. Yeah, and they're they're very, you know, it's all about helping me to create more coursework, more training, more materials. We're about to drop this new lettering course from one of my uh, former professors from Art Center, and I think it's going to do really well. He's so good, and I think it's also going to give courage to other professors that I look up to mm. to come out and teach a course for us uh, because we're going to do a very equitable uh, business model. It's a creative live model. Basically, they get 30% of sales. We do all the production, all the marketing, all the fulfillment and customer service. And I think for a lot of them, it's just about sharing their knowledge and yep. having some residual income. That's what we're finding is uh, is the teachers, like I, I love what you're doing because I think teachers should get paid more. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're also doing a lot of that upfront work so that they could focus on what they do. I think that's a great model. Um, I I knew that you had the coaching and I knew that you had some of the other products like the pitch kits and stuff pitch like kit. that, but I didn't know how many yeah. courses do you guys yeah. have up like that right now? It started out with what Jose, uh, my former business partner made, which is called Core, and that's a, a framework to help you do discovery. So whenever you're working with any kind of client, it's it's a series of questions and a guideline on how to talk about it, especially if you're in the digital space. Like if you need to build a website or to understand the brand better, this is what you do. So he and I worked on this thing together, and that was the frame, uh, the 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 big seller, and that still is our number one selling product. It's called Core, and then we created supplemental kits around it. So one is called AIB, which is Agency in a Box, which he made way before he met me, which is a collection of proposals and templates. And he followed the Timothy Ferris model too, which was do a garage sale of the things that you have on your desktop, uh, whatever. Mm -hmm. So he's like, you know, I have all these proposals that I've done for really big companies, forms, documents, scope of work. And so he put it together and that's sold. That's for $200. And that sells really well too. That's awesome. So now we're we're filling out the thing with how to sell strategy. So that's our selling strategy and how to do user experience design. And Matthew put together the pitch kit, which is about how to pitch for motion jobs. So we have something like 10 or 12 uh, previous pitches that we put together. And he creates the whole framework. He has a checklist for calls. And people love it. No video. It's just all documentation. And it's really well laid out. And we have a video course on sales and marketing that's wow. selling for 299 and so that's getting out there now we're doing the lettering course and i got a bunch of other things i'm working on how to do messaging because once you do discovery for your client you got to translate it into something a deliverable so you can make more money on so we're helping to fill all those gaps wow so in it sounds like you're in some cases helping them helping your community kind of build their their business, right? Obviously. Yeah. Um, but then in other, in, in some of the other stuff, it's uh, like the lettering course and the actual technical skills to, to do this stuff, the artistic skills. So yeah, I mean, you're, you're doing the, the, the cradle to the grave as well. Like all, all in, we want to bring you in. We want to, you know, give you the skills and the technical skill. And the, I love the, I love that you're teaching the business side of that too. I think that's so missing in uh in our market it's all software all the time and yeah I'm so i'm so glad that that's uh successful for you too i will i that's amazing thanks man it's not that different than your model of providing a quick start get the work done 
thing that you don't have to do all the grunt work yourself and your time is valuable so you save people time so a lot of the kits and the frameworks that we make you can learn all that stuff you can literally watch all our videos that some people have scrape all the content fill in the gaps yourself and build the forms and do trial and error and you will do it there's no secret about it we put out almost like 85 percent of the content that's behind the paywall out there already you can do that some people do but the funny thing is after they do they have success they're like i just want to buy to support you guys so that's cool yeah right so that's our version of your hdri lighting studio lighting kit or something yeah you're right it's um it's it's there at one it's like one folder you go in instead of building it all from scratch designing it all from scratch i think i like that yeah um yeah, that that is interesting, and it, it actually makes me think too. Um, are we are we not providing that stuff to our community because we are great at you know the tech side and teaching and training and even the tools, but is there something that everyone's frustrating or everyone's going through that's frustrating that we can solve yeah. in a way that's not um, that's not necessarily Cinema Forty or After Effects based? Um, that's interesting. I. Uh, we don't do any client services, so I think that's something really unique that mm. you you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we all have done client services in the past, um, but it would be it would be tough for me personally to make something like that, just because I think we're we're away mean? from. What it. do you mean client service? Well, like Grayscale Gorillas never uh, took take like had a client to make motion design. Right, mm. we've mm-hmm. all it's been one hundred percent tools. Plugins, tools and training. Tools and training. Yeah. And uh, uh, I feel like it's actually a lot of our customers think that that's our side job. You know, they're like, right. well, what what big clients do you work with? And they're like, <laughs> you you guys, like you're our <laughs> clients. Like, yeah, they're like, yeah, but what what do you do? Like, what do you do for a living? Like, how do you guys make money? I'm like, have you bought our tools or our training? Yeah, that's our business. Like, our business right. is to help you. And so I guess um, I guess that's a little bit about you know, understanding where our clients are and understanding where our customers are and just trying to help them. I just, I, I, I like hearing this from you just because uh, we want to help in all, all parts of this. Before we continue, here's John Roth. hey John Roth here from the future. I'm here to tell you guys about the pro membership. A lot of you have been asking about how you can engage with us and where you can go to meet like-minded individuals. Well, I'm here to tell you how. For $75 a month with the Pro Membership, you can join Chris Doe's collective of creative entrepreneurs, which includes everyone from designers to strategists to writers and more from all over the world. Also included is over 40 hours of exclusive videos on a variety of topics, from the business of design to project management, and access to two pro calls a month, where you can have your questions answered by Chris live. All that and more in your Pro Membership for just $75 a month. Not afraid of commitment? Sign up for a year and save $150. The Pro Membership, exclusively in the online store. Go to thefuture.com slash shop for more. You know, part of what I do, you say your superpower is you're a really good student. I think my one of my superpowers is I'm a freaking great listener. And I listen to our people. So when we put content out there, they start commenting. They still can't believe that I'm the guy responding and, and commenting and giving tips they think it's some other monkey you know but it's like oh i'm your monkey because it's me and you can tell it's right. me because i write really short i write in all lowercase and that's it that is me so when the reason why we created the lettering course 
was because I realized I'm trying to teach what I thought was meant to like end of life people, you know, like not the beginners and to, to go and get that money. But then I realized they showed me their works like, you know, this is not a shortcut. This is not some kind of trick where you do a Jedi mind trick and the clients push all this money across the table. You have to be good. I assume you are good, but you're not. So now we have to go back and say, whoa, you need these foundational skills that you don't have. And a lot of you guys are self-taught. A lot of you went to a second tier, third tier schools, and there's this big gap. You, you and I know this. You know, you see somebody and you're, God, their design is just untouchable. They have that pedigree or they've done the training. Every once in a while, there's a unicorn like Danny Yount, who is like a self-taught genius where he does the 3D work. I'm like, dude, I don't know how you do it. And you're an old dude and you used to drive a truck. I can't believe you know how to do this. <laughs> right? Right. But they're very rare. But that's the dream people hold on to. For the rest of the people, you're, you're not some kind of prodigy. Well, learn the basics. You have to learn about composition. These things exist and people have figured this thing out since the, the Romans and the Egyptians. They figured out proportion and scale. Like why are we not using that information? Why do we have to reinvent it? So now we're going back and filling in those gaps and those gaps are easy for me to fill. Mm. It was the business stuff that was like, how do you teach these crazy concepts? Like, this is really hard. But in terms of like design, I'll, I'll tell you the 35 rules. Do it, practice it, do it again, get some critique, and you'll be on your way. And we're seeing it happen. Like Literally, we gave a crit last week, even though there's full of technical glitches on our live stream. This woman then resubmitted her logo. I'm like, wow, you actually, it like works. you said, you did it, and it looks so much better. It really did. <laughs> so I was like, dang it. I share it to the group and everybody's like subtle, but massive improvement. That's amazing. That's we're talking amazing. about, you know, you know, change this, change that, change that. And then she goes off and makes it. And it's like, but you know, that's obviously not everybody, but that was awesome. So I want to celebrate all the people who are doing it right. Yeah, that's, we've been, I, I, I don't think I mentioned this, but that's why we started doing paid training. We, we had free training. We even had a big stance of like, it's all free. It's all out there. It's all like we sell tools and the training is uh, is there to market, but it's also there mm -hmm. for you to learn, 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 mm -hmm. learn, go, go, go. And what, what I realized was uh, there was, a, di there was a, a difference between what I was telling people to do and what I was giving people. So uh, I talked about this for years, right? Be in the room, be around other people that do what you do try to be physically in the room with them. And if you can't go find like a, a forum or an online place to really soak in the energy of other people doing what they love. And then what, I, then what we would do is put out a piece of training and say, here you go. Good luck. Go, go do it. And we weren't cultivating that community <clears throat> and we weren't saying, okay, you 50 people or you hundred people are now in a room together. And so a lot of what the online training does is put people in a, a, a digital room together and say, you guys, we're gonna help you, of course. We'll teach you this, we'll do it. But the real learning comes from when you put it into practice, hold each other accountable, give each other feedback. And that's really what we've been working on a lot with our our training is how to build that stuff into it. Um, so it's it's that stuff's interesting to me in general. It's just how how you teach online and get as much of the physical, get as much of the physical, the benefits of being in a physical room with others, but do it digitally. Right. That's what Michael and Jones it, is trying to do, right? Where he's oh, like, yeah. there's the power of mentorship. Uh, 
there are challenges because it's not very scalable and you, you, you get into community management issues and all that kind of stuff. But I, I think, you know, we, we look at the spectrum. I think you are on the far, far right of the spectrum, which is where I want I need to be. And then Michael's on the far, far left. And Joey, myself, and others, and Ash were somewhere in between mm. where he's like low, low number of students to teachers, a lot of hand-to-hand combat, high-friction work. And yours mm. is like ball bearings on glass, well lubricated. It flies out the door. You make your products, and you make sure that you know if there's updates or patches, but otherwise you're good. Right. 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 And so we have a combination model. We have a model where we have products that's like you. We have courses like you, and then we do coaching, and then we have a Facebook pro group that we charge seventy five bucks a month for that people belong to, and it does take work. It's not yeah. as scalable, for sure. But that's our but model. You're trying to solve that problem, which which you know is just it's not a do it and it's over problem. You know. Yeah. Or yep. maybe one day it will be. But you know, maybe one day we could build some some robots to give critique or whatever. But there's, yeah. You're, I think I think it's a really interesting way that you're just kind of trying it all, and that it's obviously what we're doing too. We just mm-hmm. see so much. You know, we we see a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that is a really cool place to be in, but it's also a very like, what's what's the next move? Right, right. You know, we have a small team, yeah. And you're you're making you're making me even think like, man, we need like some sort of person that's just sitting there making the edits and the putting it out and cleaning this stuff up. Because for us all to be doing it is potentially um, potentially not our best time being spent on it. But yeah. uh, I may have to ask you for your workflows. Well, I'll- we, I've. I've I'll give you a tip Dropbox right now. And stuff. Yeah, I'll give you a tip right now. Something that uh, my business coach taught me. And he said, do you know how much you're worth? He mm. says, I'm not talking about your, your net worth and you're putting your house and all that kind of stuff. Together. I'm not talking about that. Just how much money are you charging an hour to do the work that you do? I want you to figure that out. And then, okay, separate exercise. I want you to plot out all the hours in your day. What are you doing? And so everything that you do that is short of that maximum value that you're charging your client, is a detriment to your company. So when you clean the windows, and he'll see me do that because I'm, I'm a little OCD that way. It's like, God, this place is dirty. I'm like wiping things down. And he's like, somebody else is not doing their job. So you're enabling them to not perform. You're taking away your time from doing what's ultimately important. And you're costing the company serious money. Mm. So that really kind of re-racked my brain. I'm like, you're right. And in Michael Janda's book, uh, Burn Your Portfolio, which you don't need, I'm just going to tell you the concept, um, is he's like, if there's any job that can be done by somebody else for minimum wage, you should not be doing it. So he's like, I was running, picking this up. I was doing the the laundry. I was just doing all these kind of things. And he's like, I couldn't focus on running the company and it hurt me. I don't like, I mean, I, I think for some people, the minimum wage rule is great, but I'm looking at, like, forget minimum wage. Anything that's just numerically less than what you do, Yep. You should delegate to somebody else. So I'm finding, like, my, my God, all my time, I'm just doing customer service, answering questions. I'm scraping and organizing. So I committed yesterday to a person who's like, you know what? Give me your digital assistant program. Tell me how much it costs. I got to get stuff done. I'll try it out with you because it's worth it. So if I have to spend uh, $1,500 or 2000 bucks a month to get a digital assistant to come in and do all that work, that means now I can write more courses i can shoot more videos or i can plan and map things out and that's way more valuable or i can try to reach out to sponsors i see i i I assumed that your your blind team 
was doing a lot of the heavy lifting with all the graphics or like the typography thing. Did you have some overlap there? And then you started building this team or has it always been very clear cut of like, you know, the, the these things won't touch? Mm, good question. Uh, in the very beginning, it was quite segregated, mostly because I wanted to see if the business model could work. It's hard to get clarity on your numbers and your overhead. So the only rule we gave ourselves back then was we can use space and equipment from blind, but we really can't pilfer the blind team because not only are they working for free on our side, they're not working on paying jobs, so we have to bring in more people. So I wanted to see, is this going to be a hobby or is this going to be a business? Because I have hobbies, but I don't want to run hobbies as companies, right? And so in the beginning, we had volunteers that worked for us for free for training. They, vol- they walked in the door. I'm like, I'm uncomfortable with this. Like, We're not. We want to work here. Fine. So we would work on it. And eventually I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pay you like one day a week or I'm going to pay you two days a week. I'm going to pay you, you know, full time with benefits. And so it just slowly worked towards that. So now everybody that's on the future team is totally separate from the blind team in the same building, but we don't work on the same projects. Now, the interesting part from a content point of view is the blind people are doing the real world service stuff. And the kids want to see that. People want to see that. So Aaron, my shooter, editor guy, he's like, Chris, I just find it fascinating. I just want to follow you around because you walk around and he sees me like Darth Vader. And I'm like, I'm not Darth Vader. He goes, you are, dude. People tense up when you walk around. I'm like, no, I'm just checking on people. They're like, watch. So he films me and I walk up to a girl and she like springs out of her chair like, Jesus, you know. And we sit down and we talk about her design and typography and all of a sudden that thing gets like 10 20 30 40,000 views and people are like this is invaluable this one video this one video on typography taught me more than four years of university i'm like okay maybe people want more of that so now more. blind just doing their normal work they're contributing to the content too so mm. i'm, I'm kind of hijacking it a little bit right the lines yeah, are blurring okay. and honestly I'm, if I'm looking at you in two years from now and we do another follow-up podcast and don't ever speak again, I hope in two years' time when we talk, 100% of the company is the future. No more service. The only service we'll do is for clients that want to be featured on our channel or who are going to pay us a god-awful amount of money where we're like, okay, fine, we'll, we'll do that project. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. If you twist my arm, you know, leave piles yeah, of cash but... in front of the door, I'll do it. Oh, that there's there it's It is similar. There's... There's so much that we could do. We have so many skills that are client service related and making a bigger project. And then tutorials tend to be more simple, right? Like you're teaching this one yeah, thing and yeah. we're like, man, somebody asked us, so like, how do you do a full project? Like front to back, like scope it, board it, do the whole thing. We're like, man, we know how to do that. We have zero content on that. I mean, we talk about it, but to show them and right. go boom, boom, boom. All right, here's how you render a big job. I mean, all the way through, here's yeah. how you deliver. Here's how you get feedback. Um, yeah, you're, you're onto something and to have the, uh, a team like that too, right next door or in the same building, that's, that, that is really cool. That's a super hack. <laughs> I want to, I want to, you know, work when you next to a, <laughs> I want to work next to blind, <laughs> you know, here's the, here's the really <laughs> cool part. I mean, I'm writing this really long article long for me about the future of education. And I, I paint a very clear picture about the dream. And I, I think once somebody reads it, like, I want to be part of that too. You talked about working, you know, in your own office, everybody working remotely. But for us, when we come into the office, we talk and there's an idea here, there's something there that excites me. One of my motivating, uh, one of the motivations for me to create Blind was I wanted to be able to bring together 
the most incredibly talented creative people who I liked, because that's a big part, who I like to be around. That's all I wanted to do, just create space for them and, and kind of be like a den dad or something, you know? That's it. Like, you kids play. I'll make sure we, we have money and that we can afford a lifestyle. And you don't have to worry about rent and, rent and health care and, you know, um, dropping fries or schlepping burgers or whatever. It's like, this is what we get to do. I want to create a safe place for everybody to do that and to make it uh, fun, right? Yeah, you're, you're, man, I'm, I'm full energy with that. Like, that's, that's ultimately what I love about building the company is, is helping not only our clients and our customers, but the people that work with me, I, I, my goal is to be, is to let people do what they love, mostly love doing and to make a living doing it. That is my goal. And whenever I see anybody in the world that is like unhappy about their job or their position or their, how much they work or whatever these things my dude, that's when I'm like, my ears perk up. Yeah. How can we get you in aligned? How can we align what you love and what you do and what you're good at? And, 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 and supporting yourself with that. It just seems, um, so anyway, just building my own company, that's something we align with. That's something we help our, our customers with and our community with is, is helping them do the same thing. And man, when you talk about online education or just education in general, what a, what a great opportunity to be able to, you know, have all this stuff right now. Yeah. <laughs> like we, you're not building a physical school and, and, and like doing any of that necessarily. Yeah. Uh, so I, it's, it's super exciting. I think you having, uh, uh, you know, Michael Jones and, um, uh, and Joey too. Has Joey been on your podcast? Not yet. We're scheduled to talk on Friday. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah, there's definitely something happening right now. Uh, Ash Thorpe. Yep. Uh, uh, learn squared. Mm -hmm. I mean, we all we all kind of chat a little in the background as well, just kind of check up on each other, see if we could help. But there's something really cool happening right now. I, I think really so. Dig it. We're like the uh, digital education rat pack. <laughs> I right. think that's what it is. You know. Um, <laughs> but you know, you you were talking, and I was thinking about this role that I kind of see myself in as this kind of benevolent dictator. Like, yeah, I'm commanding the ship, but I'm my my main responsibility is to take care of the people that are signed up for what it is we do. So I look at it like this, where some people from blind, there's some really talented dudes out there. Do you know who uh, John Robinson is? Oh boy, that name sounds familiar. He's a C4D guy. He does really awesome work. And there's a guy named Ash Wagers. There's a bunch of dudes that are just so talented. James Levy, who does like uh, concept design, motion storyboards. And I was thinking, this this could be the dream. Because if we help everybody achieve their goals then we will be more successful than we could ever dream right so mm -hmm. those guys come in they want to get paid a lot of money for sure but they also want to have influence and they want to help people but they don't have time to teach and share the way that you and i might because that's not their life's mission so in the very near future what we're going to have is we're going to have a separate room where it's like a clubhouse guys who are part of the subscription model a gym model if you will will show up and guess who your guest teacher today is? It's John Rob Robson, not Robinson's John Robson, and he'll oh. teach. Uh, you know, he'll give you a crit, and mm -hmm. then we build their superstar status, which is good for them. They get to share, and these students get to be like star efforts. You know, like oh my god, that's uh, John Robson or that person or James Levy or whoever we're gonna get. Danny Yount's gonna crit your work for two hours. That would be amazing. That's bonkers. Yeah, 
right? And the and the studio that we're gonna build around this. It, I mean, I have grant uh, like delusions of grandeur here. So, the 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 way that I've envisioned this would be like if Google Campus was focused on learning and for creative people. Forget about making software. What would that look mm. like? Wow, you you're on another scale with that, man. I love it. I'm in my little office over here thinking about how we could all work from home. I love um, <laughs> I I love that concept and and Google. Uh, I love their their the feeling of being around that campus is is a re, it is very unique. So yeah, when I, you have I more love... money than God, you get to do some pretty <laughs> great things, right? Like I'll just describe one part, and then when the article is published, uh, please, if you have uh, two minutes, read it and then just bask in it with me because I think you and I are very similar. So I thought like at the hub of this space, it's like a thirty thousand square foot space that's just built around creativity, would be this amazing open kitchen bar where you have an amazing espresso machine, fresh juice, green things, and then you can come in and get tea and you just, it's a place to congregate, to, mm-hmm. to meet people, to have the accidental encounters, to relate to other human beings, and then go off and do whatever you want. All you need is a laptop and a really freaking fast Wi-Fi connection. That's yep. all you need. So we're gonna have theaters where people can learn and, and receive lectures and, and have a communal experience. So when we're, we're watching a video, you can turn like, dude, did you get that? What, what was going on over there? You have breakout rooms and you have workshops, model making tools and things in physical space. So we take the best of both. But it's all kind of open and people are flowing in and out. So you can go in for a day, you can go in for a year, whatever you want. And it's it's like whatever you, your aptitude is, whatever your budget and appetite is, that's what you get to take. It's really unique. You know, I've been trying to solve this through a purely screen-based idea and what happens when everyone's got a an iPad and kind of thing, mm-hmm. and, I, and I love your approach. It's um, it's not where my mind goes, but it's also I could see that being very successful. If you take that model and say it's oh oh, and by the way, you're gonna learn from the best people and uh, tuition or however you you know do it. By the time you're out of here in four years or three years or forever, it, you could be here for ten years and not uh, pay as much as a, a right a, a school or whatever. That's right. So. Uh, I think it's a really unique concept. I, I, you know, I could see where it comes. I loved your talk about like going and talking f- to your heroes and paying them to hang around them for t- for ten grand. You yep. know, it's got a little bit of that going on. It's got a little bit of you know, f- you you're also solving the physical person in the room room problem mm-hmm. um, that I'm trying to solve, but you're just solving it by making a physical room, right? Like yeah. that that's so great. Uh, it's that's one of the things that real schools kind of have they that do. online doesn't. Yeah. Um I I I dig it, man. I'm excited. Of excited course there'd be an arcade and I know the exact right guy to call to help out. <laughs> you need pinball, pinball machines right outside that door. I got two of them here in the office, so. <laughs> you uh, So there's all that. You know, Linda sold her company for I think a little over one and a half billion dollars. And then I think she went into retirement instantly afterwards, right? And I was thinking, oh my God, that was just the beginning of the dream. Yeah. That's not the exit. That was just the beginning of the next arc because what can I do with a quarter, a fifth, a tenth of that would be freaking mind blowing because I'm not in it to make profit. I'm in it to create the community, like you you were saying, that we all want and deserve. And this could be like Finland in the United States. You know, where it's super affordable, <laughs> talking about 10x value at one-tenth of Love the it. cost. We would have these weird capsule dorms. You just come in, crash, total European lifestyle, come in and learn and leave whenever you want. It's just not attached to anything. 
Did, do you know about Hyper Island? Have you I heard know of that, that name, school? but I don't know anything about it. So I um, I spoke at their school. They they do something really interesting. You should check out. So I went there to speak two or three times. They're in Sweden, mm. and um, you apply to go. And if you're Swedish, they pay for it. If you're from, you know, I met some kids from Colorado and stuff. If you're from Colorado and you want to go, you pay a crap ton of money to go. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll let you in. Yeah. And um, it was the best model that I've seen in a physical school. Um, so their model is pretty interesting. They mostly, from from the start, they do real work for real clients. So the, the Swedish government, um, if they have a design job, they give it to the schools. They said, it's up to you guys. So from day one, you basically, you don't have a teacher. You just have like a creative director person that, is kind of acting like your teacher that says, here's the brief, here's what they want and go. Like the internet exists, Grayscale Gorilla exists, free stuff you could watch from the future exists, go learn, go. And then we're here to kind of curate and collect the process. And they have just hours to go make and play and ask questions and do this stuff. <clears throat> the punchline is, is I did a real critique, went to their studio or went to their big theater and the 40 of us all sat down and we did a real critique. And I, tr I tend to try to be as upfront and honest and brutal as I can because I feel like there's not enough of that. So first one stands up, I'll go first. And they play their reel. And at the end, I'm like, you're obviously the star student and your stuff's awesome. And uh, you know, this one little thing I, I think you should focus on. Um, but uh, let's get to some people that need some more help, right? And the second one goes up and it was better than the first one. Mm. And I said, wait a minute. I go, who? And they were a really great bunch. I was like, who's, are you all this good? And and they all, like, they weren't even sheepish about it. They they stood up there like, yeah, yeah, we are. It's like, mm. how did, wait, how does this happen? I'm like, no, 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 play the first one again. I need to be way tougher on you. They <laughs> have something really special going on. So they, they like I said, it's all real work, real, real uh, clients. And it's very open. And the, and the reason it reminded me of what you were saying is they, Hyper Island is on a little island in Sweden um, that is an old Navy jail. So each of the little pods and capsules is this like whatever thousand year old jail um, that you go in and you close the little door and you have your own little cubicle. It's literally like a little jail cell. And it is amazing. And it sounds um, not similar. There's just some aspects of it that I think you should check out because I, there's something really magical happening there as a physical space. And mm. it's like 100% Sound, awesomeness. Yeah. And Love so it. a usual class will have like 80%, 90% that are just there because they – I don't know if Art, if Art Center is like this, but a lot of the schools like I went to – 80 or 90% of them are just there because they don't know quite what they want to do and maybe art and I don't know. And then there's like five or 10 that really, really give a, a, a crap. It was totally flipped here. Wow. It was totally flipped. So I just I just wanted to bring it up because I think there might be something to learn there. I'm going to check them out. For your, uh, out. for your rec center. <laughs> for my school of the future, man. <laughs> In America. It's going to happen. I love it. That's, that's a cool concept. I'll, I'll franchise it out here once once you prove it i haven't even told you our secret diabolical plan to take over the world yet 
No, that's no, that's the end result of when we hit what we hit, right? Somewhere along the way when we were like flush with money, this is what we're gonna build and we're chipping away at that. But that's not that that's not the, the thing that gets us there. This is gonna be crazy, all right? So people, students, and teachers now have been reaching out to us and saying, Love the content. So first it was just like internet kids. Then it's internet kids with skills, and then it's semi pros, and then it's pros, and that's teachers reaching out and saying, The content is so good. Can I show my class? I'm like, Yeah, it's free. But you know, in schools, you have to do everything legitimately. So then we got contacted by Cal State something, can't remember. And they reached out and said, uh, Some of our teachers are looking at your materials. What would it cost to like get a license to have everything that you make for all our faculty? Okay, so there's a game changer there. And I was thinking, what can we ask for? Like, I'm just, because I'm a crazy guy. I just do things from my gut. Like, what's the value of that? So I asked around a little bit. I said, what if we can sell a $100,000 subscription to every Cal State school? There's 23 of them. And as soon as we sell into one, we'll sell into all of them because this is how it works. It's like a domino thing. And I think it was just like a tepid inquiry at the beginning but it made me think because this is where i say my secret powers were listening so i hadn't even thought about schools like that so why are we changing some of our programming because if you're in undergrad program you're not going to need to know how to negotiate i mean it's good you should know how to do this kind of stuff but you're not ready like you said design fundamentals that's why we're going to do this thing and we're going to create this program that they're going to subscribe and they do everything legitimately at schools right they can't do pirated because they're government backed and all that. That's not going to work for them. So if we can do this, that blows it up because then there are so many community colleges and then we roll out to the rest of the country and then to the rest of the world. And then the, the Dr. Evil fingers come together. So what we need to do is to help bridge that gap between any school that doesn't have a dedicated superstar design program. And there's only a handful of them in the United States. For everybody else, there's going to be the school of the future and we're going to take care of that you know my mentor my main guy um he's actually the owner of red giant uh-huh. which is really helpful because our <laughs> models are so similar uh-huh. he he had he was like dude get get in touch with the schools he's like stop telling stop saying that schools are the worst thing ever <laughs> like <laughs> like you're I used to be invited to Hyper Island and go talk to all these kids. And then I started saying, like, don't spend all your money in school. And and really, ultimately, I think that is the answer. Yeah. But it, in the meantime, that that is a good balance of like, OK, well, you could get the you could get the rec room at the school. Yeah. Because Chris didn't build it yet. And you can get your information, you know, Khan Academy style from one of the best in the industry. Don't go, this teacher is just maybe a good design teacher, but you're not going to have the best in the world here in whatever, whatever sc- right. design school in, in Florida. Like, well, Florida is a bad example. They have a good school, but yeah. you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Learn from the best and then have your teacher there, Hyper Island style, see, Hyper Island style to, to guide you and put you in the right direction That's and right. Then learn from the best. So I think there are schools like Art Center, RISD, uh, Ringling, SCAD, uh, some of these other schools, right, that are really School of Visual Arts, uh, Otis, CalArts. Those are the yep. schools that they're, like, comfortable doing whatever. They're not going to change. That's totally okay. They don't need to change. But for the other schools who look on up and it's like, oh, how do we get there? Well, we have these great professors who have time, and they just need better course material. It's not any different than picking up a new textbook. 
It's really not. Mm-hmm. You can use the classrooms for what they were meant to to be for, which is for discussion, for that kind of critical thinking, but not to do the lectures and the demos over and over again. Yeah. We will just flipping pay for the best people to teach the thing. And the best is, is a hard thing. Joey and I talk about this. There are people who know how to do things. There are people who know how to teach. We need to find people who know how to do things and to teach and are charismatic. That is a tough nut to fill. Dude, tell okay? me about it. It that is his, tough. That, I get it. That is our number one, right? You got to be good. You got to be you got to be good at what you do. You got to be a good teacher. That's already hard. And then on top of it, you have to be entertaining. Yeah. Oh my gosh, we we struggle with that a lot and and that's where our our current team is in a way being being built for that superpower. That is our thing. We want everybody on the team to be able to fire up their camera, present something in a good way yeah. and and get the word across. But dude, you you're right. We're we're trying to expand our training right now. And it's hard to find all three, and it that, is. and that have the time because if they're that good and they're a good teacher and they're good communicators, they're booked, dude. They're full of work. Like you could barely pull them away from their clients because they're so full. Right, that is totally true. So mm. there is a plan on mm. how to solve that problem too. Uh, We're trying was- to find the replacement to you, to me, to Joey, and, and maybe we can be done. Maybe it can't. So the reason why I'm hiring writers and editors and bringing them all in is because we get the master to create the curriculum, to do the demos, but we get a charismatic young person who knows how to speak the language of millennials or whatever, and they just, we produce it like a real show. Like, (sighs) you know, the guys on TV, uh, on CNN, they didn't write the story. They didn't do the journalism. They're just the most charismatic, engaging person on camera. Everybody else is doing the support work. So when we run it like a business, when we run school and treat it for what it is and pay people what it's worth, we change everything. How do you square that big vision with what I consider as like designers and artists being the most skeptical and being the most uh, aware of advertising and being the most critical of where they might put their dollar and how it how it aligns with their value and maybe i'm not describing this as well as i should or maybe this is a question i need to think more about but to me there's something unique about designers and artists that is is can be can be hard to have a big vision like that and not seem inauthentic right Okay, so let me see if I understand the question. Are you saying that this this vision of doing all this stuff with all these people in the production tears away at like, well, that guy's a TV personality. Is that what mm-hmm. you're saying? Or is you, are you He's talking no about- He's no artist. He's no artist. He's right. just an actor that Chris hired. I want to go learn from people that do this. Right. And, and, or, or, we get that a lot. Yeah. We actually get that. And people- uh, who want to hate me will say, why didn't you let that uh, guest speak more? Well, if you sat through the live taping of it, you will see. You assume everybody's articulate. You assume everybody's engaging, dynamic. They're sweating buckets over there. That person had to take some swigs of alcohol just to get in front of the camera. You don't you understand. Helped them out. You don't understand. You helped them out. Right? So <laughs> right. people who, who know anything about artists and, and who are there, it's like, uh, you guys were doing you a favor here? You know, mm-hmm. this is what we're doing. So at the end of the day, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know if we can jump that curve. 
And we might get lucky and just find really charismatic, entertaining people who know what they're doing. We might. Right. Right. But I have a plan because, look, if, if, if I'm true to the way I've been describing about how we run our business, I can get three people who are 80%, 90% of me. And it's good enough for our clients. They don't come at me and saying, Chris, did your hands touch this? They don't even care. I had this business guy, one of our clients, he just looked at me and said, Chris, you don't have to tell me how you get it done. I don't really care. I assume you have like a thousand people in the back room doing whatever. As long as it meets your standard, we're good. We're business people. I don't make the work either. Right. So if we create content that's so good, people won't care anymore. Like, I don't know if people want me to do the editing. When people find out that people are starting to help me write and prepare my slides, will mm. they care? Yeah. I, I don't think so. I think I think maybe I ask because I struggle with that yeah. internally of I think it's a Midwest attitude for sure. I think it keeps me from expanding as fast as I can, which is I got to do it. I got to do it first or I got to do it my way. Right. And people are going to know. And uh, But I, in the back of my head, I always have this. I have Andrew Kramer. Luckily, he's been a kind of a mentor to me too as we talk and share ideas. He he. First time I met him, he knew about me and my site and the whole thing. And he pulled me aside and he goes, hey, dude, learn from me. Don't put your face all over your fucking website. Yeah. Cause you cause then you're the only guy they'll accept. Right. You you're, you're if somebody else goes and does a video copilot tutorial that's not Andrew. Not gonna work. Not gonna work. And instantly I found other people <laughs> to come in, start doing tutorials. I stopped calling myself the gorilla. That's a big thing. Mm. I used to have the catchphrase, hey everybody, it's Nick here from Grayscale Gorilla. I am the gorilla and today I'm gonna to blah, 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 blah. Right. stopped it. No more. This is my team. This is my company. Grayscale Gorilla is a, a, a group of people. Right. It's a community. Right. We're all gorillas. Um, but yeah, I, I I guess in a way, I'm. It, it's that that was my therapy question of the day. Mm. Well, so, that's the same problem that me. Kyle Cooper had, or still has today. Yeah. The key, he doesn't know how to, you know, edit. He doesn't know how to operate the camera. But then. People are like, well, Kyle's not on the call, and it became a problem for him, and he works a gazillion hours. He's a friend of mine, so I see that. And from the very beginning, it's blind. It's not Chris Doe and company. It's not, it just none of that. And as soon as I can, it's always been my way, right? As soon as some kid showed potential, I'm like, I'm going to bring you on the call. I'm going to introduce you to the client, and then I'm going to slowly disappear out of this room like a vampire, okay? You're just going to do this, and they're not going to see any skip in quality because I never did the work to begin with. I'll shepherd the project along. I'll troubleshoot. I'll make the connections that you guys aren't seeing because you're too close to the material. I can do that. Otherwise, I mean, blind essentially runs itself. I'm able to talk to you because people are out there making money for us right now and running the company. And that's it. And so I get to spend almost 100% of my time thinking about what content is going to be relevant to our fans. Mm. That's it. I do want to leave you this one, one thought. My business coach really helped me to do something. And I'm going to tell you, I'm an extremely private person in so many different ways. And he helped me to liberate myself from the burden of keeping it all in my head. So years ago, uh, especially like during the recession, 2007-ish, 2008, I started telling the company, so everybody knows what we build. They know our margins. They, the only thing they don't know is what each person gets paid. But collectively, they know what the salaries are you know, this lump sum. And instead of them 
doing what I was afraid of, which is like, oh, now they're going to jockey for more money or this and complain. They did the exact opposite. They became much more responsible at how we spend money. I used to have to say, don't spend that there. Don't do this. Now my guys are like, I don't want to book that guy. He's too expensive. I think I can do it this way and we'll all pitch in and make it work. And that's been a, a great thing. And then I just keep rolling it forward. Well, that worked out. Now I disclose, like, you want to know what I bill? I'll tell you. You, know, you want to know our margins on that job? I will tell you. I don't even care. And all of this enrolls people into the story. And if this is how I combat the authenticity thing, I tell you. And we're going to release a video, hopefully this week, that I think is going to be the next evolution of this level of transparency. We talk about a million-dollar job we lost. And it was crushing. So I got guys in a private room. They're doing like a MTV confessional style. And they look right into the camera. They're this close to the camera. And they just tell you. And there's like full of like emotion and it's raw. And I hope that that starts to get into this whole uh, documentary cinema verite thing where it's not as polished as you think. We fail and they, they admit it. And we talk about our egos. We talk about everything. Dude, you you are um, you are on a climb. I I've seen more and more stuff being shared uh, on Facebook. You I, that that clip somebody took out. Maybe it was you guys. No, no, that it's blew, a volunteer who up. did that for us. Yeah, that thing's that, that thing was ridiculous. Blew up. Yeah, and and so congrats on that, man. Thank and you. Uh, let's let's definitely keep talking. I love this okay. stuff for sure. Let's make it a somewhat regular thing. I'm I'm game. If you have time, let's do it again. Okay. I'm in, man. My name is Nick Campbell, and you're listening to The Future. The Future is hosted by me, Chris Doe. The show is edited by Stuart Schuster. Big thanks to Adam Sanborn, who composed our theme song. To subscribe to The Future Podcast, check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and now SoundCloud. Make sure you rate and review our episodes. Don't miss out on upcoming events, live streams, workshops, and announcements by going to thefuture.com and sign up for the newsletter link at the bottom. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Future Is Here. Thanks for listening. That's it for this episode. See you in the future. Mm-hmm.